Hello, and welcome to the first ever episode of what it's like to be a teen, I guess, or what lies behind the name teen. And you could be like, well, not much lies behind the name teen. We don't have struggles. There's not much we have to really do. But there really is. And there's a lot of things that we all struggle through and we all have to get through and that we've all done before. And the struggles of carrying the name teen is just part of what holds in all of this. So I guess in the first episode, today we're going to be talking about um, emotion. The emotion that we carry. This is like the third time I've done this, by the way, because <laughs> I recorded all of this with uh, my mic off. So we're going to try this again. Um, yes, I'm going to say um a lot because... That's just how I talk. I know it's, like, not grammatically correct. Just don't come at me. So, we're going to start by talking about just emotion in general. As a teenager, we feel a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of emotion. And I can't ex- tell you how much emotion we normally feel. And it's hard to describe what really happens inside of our emotion-filled body. Yes, some people can be like, well, I don't have any emotions. I've never experienced them before. But yeah, you have an emotion. You probably do. You probably have an emotion. And it's probably one emotion that you're not able to decipher what it really is. Because emotions are more than just happiness, sadness, anger, joy, stuff like that. There's more than disgust fear there's more than just that there's more more than just that there's other stuff that we feel that maybe we only have like a certain emotion that's built off of a dream or anxiety that we can only experience or something that really we don't only experience ourselves that someone else has but yet we're unable to find that person that feels that too as teenagers we constantly feel like no one's on our side and we constantly feel like in order to have friends we have to be like that person that we want to be friends with but in reality we don't why can't we make friends being ourselves whenever you see people who do have friends you're like why do they have friends why don't i have friends why are they like that when in reality the people that are following this one person are forcefully making themselves act like that so that they can be friends which is not right we should be able to be friends with people purely based on how we want to be how we want to act what we want to be like but yet somehow no matter what friends we make we always change one thing about us one tiny thing And you could be as honest as ever, but there's one thing you're not talking about, one thing you're lying about, one thing you changed, because you want to be looked at perfectly. But everybody's going to have a different view of you, and it might not even be perfect. It might not even be the best thing in the world. But yet we feel like we have to change ourselves so that we are perfect, so that we fit in. We should fit in as we are without changing that one stupid thing. 
I don't even know why we change it in general. We just do. We change it. We change how we view things and how we look at others and how our minds work constantly when we should just be ourselves and not look at others in a negative way or a negative light. Yes, some people have done some very bad things, but why? Why have that done? Why have they done that thing? Instead of like outcasting them and putting this negative circle around them and feeling that negative motion towards them, whether it be disgust, hatred, fear, instead of using that, ask them, talk to them why they did that. Yes, you might get an answer, well, I just did it because I did it. Or you might get an, or you might get a way too in-depth answer that you didn't expect in general. But they really did it because they're lacking a certain emotion that we all lack. That we probably had at one point, but we're still lacking the emotion in general. And that emotion is happiness. I want to know someone who's truly had happiness for a long time and will continue to have it without any ups and downs. Without that one day where you just feel like the whole world hates you. Where you feel like you do not fit in. Where you feel like no one's on your side. I want to meet someone who is truly happy who never has to be sad. But yet, there is no one like that. And you could argue with me. You could say, well, I know someone that's happier than anybody else. I know someone that's always happy. No, they're not. They have their own struggles. Everybody does. And that is why there is no one that is truly and always truly happy. Yes, we can have moments in our life that make it, the best thing in the world. Yes, that can all happen, but it's not really there, is it? We're not really having this happy moment. We're just there, and it's just happening, if that makes sense. And we don't really get to experience those happy moments for long. Let's say you ask an adult, what their happiest moment was and their answer is oh it's when i it's when i had my child or when i got married or when i went on this vacation was and you could say well how long did that last what do you feel when you don't see the memory when you don't feel the memory of that vacation or when you don't see your significant other or your child in front of you what do you feel some, some adults might say they feel worry when they don't see someone or when they don't feel that happiness of that vacation. They might start to feel the stress of their new life, their like life again. And that's, they were happy for a moment, but was that moment actually able to last? Which, when hearing stuff like that and when actually thinking truly of it, us as teens are like, will we ever get to feel happy because when I ask someone and they talk about happiness their answers are always subpar they're not to what I expected they're not a hundred percent they're fifty percent fifty percent of it's happy and the other fifty percent is the sad that comes with the happy because happy is not alone it always has something else with it and if it was alone then there would be someone that's insanely happy all the time but there's not. And 
in the world we live in, I don't think we'll ever get to a point where there is insane happiness. Which, by the way, would be insanely creepy and would be weird not to have the struggle. But as teens, we wish to be happy. We wish to be able to feel that emotion because every other emotion inside of us is not happy. It's sad. It's anger. It's frustration. It's annoying something. I don't know. And it's that feeling of frustration when your parents don't get what you're going through. When your parents pull that card of, well, I had a worse life than you did when you were growing up. Like, we're coming to talk to our parents about what we feel right now, not what is going, what we're going to feel, not what they've felt. Because we know what they've felt, because they've told us millions of times before. And we're not comparing lives. We just want someone to be there for us. We want someone to be able to help us and get through this. But we cannot speak out for some weird reason. Why? Why can't we fit in? Why can't we speak out? Why can't we all be friends but be different and diverse and all together at the same time too? With as much that's happened in this past year with Black Lives Matter and coronavirus and the whole world practically ending in the presidential election where we were all divided once more. We shouldn't hate someone solely based on who they choose to vote for. We shouldn't bully influencers into choosing someone they don't want to choose. I don't have a political preference because I don't get into politics because I think it's stupid. Okay, well, yes, politics are good, but I think it's stupid to get all riled up over who we want to be our next president. And yes, I know we want someone that will do good. But is there really, is there really, is there truly anybody in the political field that can actually do something good, that can actually help us? And I mean political field, because... If we're not, if they're not in the political field, they can't run. So someone that's in the political field, not just some other person that's not involved, that's really nice and really cool and helps others. Someone that is actually in the political field. Like you can look at all the downsides that each person has had and each person in the field that has had it. And yet we still solely pick sides and bully others into picking the same side as us because we think that person is truly 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 terrible and that if you specifically vote for that person you're also truly truly terrible like if you voted for someone and they had a certain thing with them like a certain title or name for for example trump was known as a racist or a homophobe or a homophobic person and but yet if someone chooses to vote for them that doesn't make them racist or homophobic because that's the trait that the president has that that person has not the person voting for them because maybe they just like their political standpoint more than they like their personality, which seems to be a very, very important thing. But why are we truly just focusing on 
everything about that person when everybody makes mistakes. Yes, racism and homophobia is terrible. You should never treat someone like that. Never be rude to anybody specifically for something that they cannot change. You should never be rude to anybody, but no matter what, just specifically something that they cannot change. Because if you come out as gay, bisexual, pan, lesbian, all of these, asexual, all of these things, like, you cannot bully them specifically because of it, because that's who they are. It doesn't make sense. And you can't, you can also not bully someone just because of who they're voting for. And you can't call them a racist, racist or a homophobic person just because they're voting for someone that is. It doesn't make them, they just, it doesn't make them that. They just like the political standpoint that that person has. While people who are voting for Biden could also be viewed as pedophiles, okay? But they're not pedophiles. The people who voted for Biden are not pedophiles, okay? They just liked his political standpoint. And we shouldn't force other people to choose and make the wrong choice in our eyes and then yell at them, make terrible comments towards them and make them vote for somebody else simply because we view them as bad. Yes, everybody is a little bit, has something that just makes them a little, little not good. But political choices are our own. Any choices are our own. Okay, we shouldn't force someone to make choices for us or make choices for them or do anything like that when in reality... We should make our own choices. And a big part of that negative emotion is when someone bullies you into making a different choice. I'm going to go more into the topic of uh, sexuality. Because that is something that most of us, if not all of us, have been struggling through. Throughout this past year or so. Because in quarantine, you get to know a little bit more about yourself. Like, I can move a muscle I didn't know I could move until, like, recently. Because I've just been sitting in my room all day because I can't go outside. And I don't have very many friends. So, you know what? Yeah. But we should be able to, I don't know how to say this, like, express ourselves in the way that we want to without someone having to say something about it. And, yes, there are different sexualities that we can each have, but why, why does having to come out to your parents have to be a bad thing? Why are your parents not accepting of you when you're their child and they should be? And some people can make the excuse that your parents are really religious. And yes, I'm religious myself too. But I might also be bisexual. I'm still figuring out what I truly feel, but I can't tell my father for example because i don't think he i can't tell my father or grandma for example because i don't i think they're extremely homophobic from watching them but i could tell my mother because i know she's not homophobic i know she would accept me for who i am and i could probably also tell my church because they accept people for who they are too because religion is not against your sexuality 
if anything, they are more accepting of it than anything. So we have to stop using religion as an excuse to go off the point that our parents don't love us for who we are. Yes, some parents might be like, well, God does not accept that. Well, that's their own version of that. That's their own version. Just how atheists have their own version of what happened. Just how different religions have their own version of what happened. Okay? That is how your parents view things. Okay? But religion is not the backbone as to why they are not accepting us. That is not the reason. It's because they have their own view on things. That they feel that we should be perfectly like perfectly like that view that they have of us perfectly we have to hit every t just right or we're just the worst person in the world that is how some of our parents view us and that is why it's so scary to come out to them and that is why you feel constantly not okay to be able to come out to them and that's why we all have this emotion in everything stuck inside of us that's just ah (laughs) because we're afraid that our parents won't accept us for who we are and we're afraid that no one will accept us for who we are in general we are afraid that we're alone but we have each other that emotion of loneliness is should not be there anymore because we have each other as teenagers we go through the same things and we are always around each other and like back to that criminal thing when someone's actually done something bad that put him in a bad situation like jail or prison or the mall the mall prison because you stole some food i don't know What led you to that? Was that because you were missing something? Missing that happiness? Missing something in general? Missing that feeling that you were supposed to have? Or missing something just in general? Like, when people are doing something bad, they're led to do it. They're led to do it because of their, like, innermost emotions. So is is. Is it a crime to have bad emotions? Well, no, it's not. But sometimes it feels like it is. Because sometimes our emotions lead us to doing something we don't want to do. Like we feel anger and then we do something we're not supposed to do. Because of that anger that is built up inside of us that we cannot let go for some reason. I've had friends for a while. Not, not like that. I've had friends that I've known for a while. And... I did something wrong that I should not have done. I I was being mean, and I did it. I did something wrong. And then uh, this, this friend, instead of confronting me about it, decided to yell at me and call, like, yell at me, call me bad names, telling me... T- tell uh like telling me f you and stuff like that and like everything like that because i messed up once and yes i under and then i started thinking well why do i view it that way i did something bad i realized i shouldn't have said that thing why didn't i apologize first why did i try to play the victim a little bit but then end up getting yelled at anyway when in reality 
Neither of us are the victim. Okay? We both did something we should not have done. And I still can't forgive that person because they don't realize that this is, this should have been done the correct way rather than it being done the way that it was. Rather than me freaking out because they said F you when I said something I clearly did not mean. I did not say something really bad compared to what other people have said. What other people have said to this person. But what I said was bad itself and I should never have said it. And I realize I shouldn't have said that. But that's, that's the thing is that as teens we speak without like without like you know speak without thinking and that's like part of what causes our anxiety and stress and depression is saying things we're not meaning to say and then we want to apologize but you've already flipped out this friend and they're just all of a sudden attacking you because you said something you clearly did not mean why is it so hard to say what we do mean why does this emotion keep us locked down and keep us from actually expressing what we want to say it's so difficult to be able to express that emotion in the fullest yes it is but that emotion we should not be expressing in general so when we express it in gen when we express it we're not expressing it to its fullest power we're expressing it to what we've pent up that pent-up aggression, you know, everything like that, everything we've kept, everything that has just stayed, but it's not all of that emotion you have inside of you, because it's hard to let go of that emotion, because you get so comfortable with that emotion that you just don't want to let go, and want, want, what do you want, do you want to be happy, do you want someone to love, someone to care about, someone to be around, do you want someone to understand, you want it, but if you get it, will you miss the want of wanting it? That made legit almost no sense, but you get what I'm saying, at least, hopefully. That you want something, but you miss it. You miss that want. After you got what you wanted, you miss the want. You miss the emotion, and the, the anger, sadness, and sometimes happiness of that want. For a puppy, for example... You want a puppy. You have, you ask your parents multiple different times for a puppy. Then you finally get one. And it's so cute. And it's so sweet. It's a little shy because you just got it. And you only had it for like a little while. And you have it for a week. But then the puppy starts to pee on the floor and get into stuff. And it starts biting because it's teething. And the puppy kind of turns out to be a jerk for a little while, but you still love this puppy. You still want this puppy to be around you. You still love it very, 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 very much, but you miss the feeling at the beginning when it was so, so cute and quiet and it didn't make that much noise and you thought it was going to be like that all the time, but in reality, it is not. <laughs> and you miss that feeling of still wanting it because that feeling of wanting it you got you knew you were always going to get the same answer from your parents which was no for getting the puppy or they said yes but you just never can find one you liked and but you still want that feeling back though you still want to be able to feel that because even though you were kind of 
upset that they said no to you, you were expecting it. You were expecting them to say no to the point where sometimes you just tease them about it, where you would have fun with teasing them about it. But then you finally get one and you have fun for a couple of days, a month, maybe a couple of weeks. And then the puppy starts to get a little, little crazy. It's growing up. It's getting all filled with its puberty hormone stuff. It's starting to, I don't know. You have a male dog, you're starting to hump your other dog, and then you're having problems, you know? Like, stuff like that, where he's just getting more, like, more of a handful, and they're getting bigger, and they're more of a handful than they were when you first got them. But they're not, like, up all night, they're not keeping you up all night, which is what normally starts with a puppy. But you miss that feeling of the first couple of days where it just slept and ate and looked cute and would rub on you just a little bit and would kind of chew on you but not that much and stuff like that you miss that want after though you miss it you miss that want you want that want back which starts up a new want but you can't have that want because you already have what you wanted i can use a phone a phone for example Let's say you've never had a phone before. You're it's first time getting a phone or you've had a phone before and you're about to get the new phone that just came out that's all hyped up and everything. And you just you you ask your parents or you buy it yourself and you finally get it and then the phone you have it on you 24/7 for like 3 months. And then you get sick of it. You're like, well, I've already been through everything on here. Anything I want costs money. And I don't have any money to begin with. So what am I supposed to do anymore? Now I want something else. But you miss that want of wanting the phone. You miss that want of wanting to go to the store to get the phone. You miss that excitement, that energy, everything. I can also use instruments for an example. Let's say you learn an instrument and you're so excited to learn it. And then you get rather good at it and rather decent. And you've been practicing a lot and a lot and a lot. But you're to the point where you're happy with what you've done. But you miss that want of getting to learn it again. Even though it probably took stress-filled nights and getting to learn it and stuff like that. But you miss that want of wanting to learn it again. Because personally, for me, my beginner band experience was amazing. Everybody playing together, sounding terrible, but having fun at the same time. But yet you still don't know your instrument to the fullest capability. It's like... This amazing feeling. And it's like that. You could know every instrument in the world and have played every instrument and know at least one note or play one note from every instrument in the world. But you would miss that want of getting to learn a new instrument. You would miss that feeling, that everything, the emotion that's behind getting to learn a new instrument. It just all comes down to what we end up feeling in again, the feeling, our feelings, just emotion in general. Sometimes I ask myself, why am I depressed? Why do I feel like I don't matter? But then you remember why you feel like that. And it's just all sad over again. It's all sad. Everything's sad. You just don't want to see anybody else. You want to be alone, but you don't want to be lonely. Okay? You can love to be alone, but you don't want to be lonely. No one wants to be lonely. One feeling that can one thing that can really cause feeling lonely is when your parents are divorced. 
and you feel like you have to choose sides because they don't like each other. And no matter what side you choose, you know your other parent's going to be upset and sad. And sometimes you just want to tell your parents, if you make me choose, I'm going to choose either of you. Because there's no way to make both of them happy. So the only way to make anything equal is to make them both think about it. Make them both feel what you feel inside. But there's no right way because they shouldn't be making you choose. Because that is when you start to feel lonely. Like no one's on your side anymore. Like you're completely and utterly alone. No one's there. No one's there to help. And no one will be there. That's what you feel like constantly. Why do we feel like that? Why do we have to feel alone? Why do we have to feel sad or angry or depressed or anxious? Or like we can't tell the truth about who we are in general. Why does that come along with being a teen? And studies have shown that Gen Z is one of the most depressed generations that there has been. But why are we depressed? How How did we get to this point? Is it because we don't accept ourselves? Or is it because we did something? When I think it's just we don't accept who we are. We don't believe that we deserve to be here. That we deserve to be on this planet. That we deserve to be around anybody else. We don't believe that we deserve to have friends or deserve to have a social life. We don't deserve anything we have. But at the same time, when we believe stuff like that, we start to create possibilities and stuff like that that aren't good. Not good possibilities. Bad possibilities. And then you start to stand out to those certain people. Those certain people who could ruin your life in just a couple of seconds because they feel that they are better than you when in reality no one's better than someone else. No one is better than someone else because it cannot be like that. We are not in a royal hierarchy. Okay, No one is better than us. We are not better than ourselves either. We need to be ourselves. That is what makes us better. But we have to be better together i know you probably heard this all the time we have to be better together and it starts with understanding and being able to control that emotion that emotion that's held up inside of you don't let it hold up anymore when you feel something talk about it talk about it to someone talk about it to the person that started the emotion in general but don't yell when you're talking about the emotion you could cry yes that's fine because crying is good for you Or you could talk calmly, but do not yell. Do not let out all of that negative energy in a bad way. I hope that this message is not too ranty and actually gets out some way, but uh, this is the first podcast. I actually don't have, I'm running out of time, but uh, yeah, thank you for listening. I hope this was helpful in some way to understand your emotion. And as a teenager, emotion is a very, 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 very sensitive subject and very difficult to understand. And it shouldn't be like that. We should be able to understand our emotion as it is. We should be able to explain it and be happy sometimes. Yes, we're not going to be happy all the time, but at least we are happy at least. That made no sense, but at least we are happy sometimes. You know, I'll catch you guys next time. 
I don't know what we're going to talk about next episode, but I'll figure it out sometime. Have a wonderful day, night, evening, morning. Just have a wonderful everything, lovelies. Bye. I forgot how to press the button. Here we go. Bye. <laughs> Lovely.